and welcome to the Fit Chicks and Hormones podcast, where we offer suggestions and information about balancing your hormones naturally so that you can start taking action today. I'm excited to be here today with you, sharing my experiences and the experiences of my clients in hopes that you will learn so much about how you should truly feel when you take the action steps to a life full of hormone harmony. The topic of today is kind of a controversial one, and it's one of those things that you hear people get good results about, um, but then you also hear that maybe people aren't getting good results, and you're like, I don't know if it's something for me, I don't know if I should do it. Uh, So I'm just going to kind of give you a little bit of information around this, and you can decide for yourself. Uh, And what I'm talking about is intermittent fasting. So some people claim that intermittent fasting can help them lose weight, improve their health, and even extend their lifespan. But is fasting suitable for everyone? I think that's the biggest question that you have to ask yourself. Is it going to be suitable for me? Is it going to work for me? Um, what about the women who are going through menopause? When their hormones are dropping, because that's what's happening, when starting in perimenopause, into menopause, our hormones are slowly starting to drop. Uh, and it's getting harder for us to lose weight. And is fasting going to work for you? So today I want to share with you some information and insights on fasting for women, especially during your perimenopause and menopausal years, which could be in your late 30s. It's starting a lot earlier now than it used to. Uh, Most people will probably early 40s up until your 50s, up until you no longer are cycling. And then you still, you don't have any hormones at that point, so you still have to take all these things into consideration. So, uh, I will, I'm going to cover four main points, the health benefits of fasting, the hormonal effects of fasting, uh, weight loss challenges of, when it comes to fasting, and the modified approach of fasting for you if it's something you want to give a try. By the end, hopefully you have a better understanding of how intermittent fasting works, how it affects each woman differently and how you could adapt it if you want to give it a try and to use it for your goals. So first let's start with the health benefits of intermittent fasting. So according to some research, fasting may have some positive effects on your body and your brain such as reducing inflammation, improving blood sugar, lowering your risk of heart disease and diabetes, and enhancing cognitive function and memory. Um, So yes, there are so many benefits to fasting, but when you do it in the right way, and if you're not in a crazy menopausal state. Uh, These benefits may be due to the fact that intermittent fasting triggers a process called autophagy. Maybe you've heard of that, maybe you haven't. Um, What it is, it's the natural way your cells clean and repair themselves. So by giving your body a break from digestion, so that's what fasting is, your body isn't constantly having to digest foods that you're eating, you allow it to focus on other important functions functions and processes. So when you're not eating, that's allowing your body to repair, to do all the other things to help your body function the way that you want it to, which is why there are some benefits to fasting and why you shouldn't eat up until the time you go to bed and then as soon as you wake up, or you shouldn't be eating all day long. Like you should be finding a good balance of your meals throughout the day, not eating every, all the time. Okay. Um, Again, just to give your body a little bit of a break so it's not constantly having to digest. But not all the studies agree that 
there are benefits of fasting, and some suggest that it may have some negative consequences, such as increased stress on the body, reduced immunity, and, and it's going to affect your sleep. So the health effects of fasting may vary depending on who it is. Um, just so you know, a lot of research is done on men when it comes to fasting. So that's why you hear all the great things about it. You hear all the good benefits. They don't do much, if any, research on women, which is why when we try it, it doesn't work the same way as it does for men for that very reason. Um, so let's talk about the hormonal effects of fasting, especially when it comes to us as women. So you may not realize it, but your hormones play a crucial role in regulating your appetite, your metabolism, your mood, and your reproductive health. Two of the most important hormones for women are estrogen and progesterone. These are involved in your menstrual cycle, your fertility, your bone health, um, and fasting can affect the levels and balance of these hormones. And it can have some consequences for your health and your well-being. For example, some women may experience changes in their menstrual cycle, such as irregular periods or amenorrhea, which is not having a period. Maybe they, it might send them into early menopause um, because they're fasting. It can, also, it can also increase the risk of osteoporosis and other health problems. Fasting can also affect other hormones such as cortisol, uh, the stress hormone, and thyroid hormones, which regulate your energy and your metabolism. These hormone, hormonal changes can cause symptoms such as fatigue, tiredness, anxiety, depression, insomnia, now, it may sound like this is all so bad, but wait, okay? Um, with all that being said, women need to be careful and monitor how their hormones respond to fasting. So what I do when I work with my clients is I always tell them that you need to pay attention to your schmecht. What that is is your sleep, your hunger, your moods, your energy, your cravings, and your digestion. If these things are off, that means that there's something going on with your hormones. If you're trying to fast and these things are off, it's probably not working for you, okay? And it's probably gonna make things worse and keep you from losing weight because that's why a lot of us try fasting, right? It's because we wanna lose weight, uh, which is what we're gonna move on to next. And why it's different when you're in your perimenopausal, menopausal years versus if you're in your 20s, it's gonna be a way different story. So. What happens when we hit those perimenopausal years is we start to see that scale number go up. We start to see belly fat accumulate, maybe some more fat deposit on our hips. And so we get desperate. And so without even thinking about it, we cut calories or we fast. Like, you know what? I can't, I'm not, the one thing I need to do to help me lose weight is cut calories. So I'm going to fast. I'm going to wake up in the morning and I'm not going to eat until the afternoon, right? Um, so we use it to reduce calories. But from my experience, when I was going from po uh, menopause into postmenopause, that's when your your hormones actually are alert, completely tanking, right? And your body is under a lot of stress. But I was seeing weight gain. I was seeing all this stuff that I was like, this is not my body. What is happening? And I had someone tell me, try fasting. So I thought, sure, I'll try fasting. Um, and I was doing probably 16 to 18 hours. I felt completely horrible. I wasn't sleeping. I didn't have energy. And I actually started gaining more weight and belly fat. So obviously, 
that is the worst time you can do it when you're in that menopausal to postmenopausal stage. Um, with that being said, many women find it harder to lose weight when they're trying to fast because of things such as the decline in the estrogen levels like we talked about. You're also losing muscle mass and your metabolic rate is changing as you're getting older. Um, estrogen is what helps to regulate fast fat distribution and storage and lower estrogen levels, which is what's happening as we're aging, can lead to more fat accumulation, especially around the belly. Uh, muscle mass also decreases as we age, and this can slow down your metabolism, which is your fat burning effect. And it's going to make it harder for you to burn calories. So when you're fasting, it can lower your metabolic rate even more, and your body's going to try to adapt to those reduced calories. Okay, so you're fasting, you're cutting your calories, and your body's trying to adapt to these this food that's not coming in, so it's going to conserve energy because its its main objective is to keep you alive. So what it's going to do, it's going to keep that fat on your body because you can live with a lot of fat because your body can use that. And it's going to burn your muscle instead, which is already declining as we age. And that's not what we want to happen. So it's not a good scenario, especially if the whole point of this is to help you to lose weight. Uh, one thing also fasting can do is lead to binge eating for some people, especially if they have a history of um, eating disorder or emotional eating. Binge eating is a pattern of eating. Binge eating is a pattern of eating large amounts of food in a short period of time, often in response to being hungry, being stressed out, or having some type of um, negative emotions or some some type of emotional stuff going on. I found this to be true for myself when I tried fasting for longer periods of time. By the time my eating window came around, I was so hungry. I ate anything and everything I could find. I didn't care if it was healthy or not. I was so hungry, I needed to eat some food and I needed to eat it now. And that, again, is not going to help you to lose weight. When we fast, it can trigger binge eating increased by Trigger binge eating by increasing hunger, your cravings, and deprivation. It can also add, it can reinforce that cycle of restriction and overeating. So not eating food, eating too much. Not eating too, any food, eating too much. And that can also damage the relationship that you have with food. And if you're already somebody who struggles with your relationship with food, that's the worst thing that you can do. Um, so if you're already someone who's a binge eater, whether it's because of stress or it's because of emotions or it's because of whatever, not sleeping, fasting is probably not going to work for you, okay? Uh, another challenge that I found with fasting is that it's hard to meet your nutritional needs or your calories that your body needs to stay alive, to function, to do all the things that you need for it to do, especially when it comes to consuming protein. No woman should be eating less than 15 to 1600 calories unless you are laying on the couch all day, every day. Okay? So trying to consume 1600 calories in just two meals is super hard. That's 800 calories at two meals. Most people are barely eating 300 calories at one meal. <clears throat> so imagine trying to double that. How full you would feel, how overstuffed you would feel, or the thing is, you probably wouldn't be choosing healthy foods. You would be choosing like savory foods, like fast food, you know, burgers and fries and and pizza, whatever, to get those calories in, right? Which would bump up those calories easily. But is that healthy? Is that going to help you lose weight? Probably not. 
Uh, and again, harder to hit those protein goals, uh, which is essential for building and maintaining muscle, bone, skin, and other tissues. It also helps to regulate your hormones, your enzymes, and your immune system. And remember how I said that protein, or I mean, your muscle mass is dropping as you age. Well, protein's supposed to help you build, keep that muscle, but if you're not eating enough, you can't maintain the muscle. Um, protein also helps support weight loss by increasing your metabolism, your satiety, uh, your thermogenesis, your fat burning effect. The amount of protein you need depends on your body weight, your activity, and your goals. I feel, and it's out there, that women should be consuming about 0.8 to 1 gram of protein per pound of body weight every single day. And this can be hard to achieve when you're limiting your eating window or eating fewer, fewer meals. For example, if you weigh 150 pounds and you follow a 16-8, which is 16 hours of fasting, 8 hours of eating, you would need to eat 75 to 94 grams of protein in two meals. That's a lot of protein. And ideally, 30 to 35 is like the max that your body will actually utilize. So, too much protein in two meals. That means you have to eat 10 to 12 ounces of chicken or meat or fish or three to four cups of beans or lentils. Picture that for a moment. Most women eat about four to five ounces of uh, chicken at a time. You would have to eat 10 to 12, so more than double that. Can you imagine eating four cups of beans? Not only would you feel awful, but you would be so full, you wouldn't be able to eat anything else. Um, and I don't know about you, but I already struggle to eat 150 grams of protein when I have a 10 to 12 hour eating window. So trying to get that in a shorter window would be even more impossible. So fasting is not the, and fasting is not the same for women as it is for men, like I talked about. So that's something you need to be aware of. If you're doing it with your husband or your significant other and they're getting results, but you're not, it's because of your hormones and you have to pay attention to that. It's so important to pay attention to your body signals and what it's telling you. So as you can see, intermittent fasting is not a one size fits all solution. Um, and you may need to do some adjustments with it. And I'm not saying it's all bad. I'm going to talk about ways that you can do it and you can utilize it in a way that's going to support your body, support your weight loss goals versus hurting you and uh, causing more hormonal symptoms than you're already going through. Um, yeah, there are suggestions that women who are not experiencing hormonal symptoms can use fasting based on their menstrual cycle, right? So if you want more informa information on that, you can search the book called Fasting Like a Girl. I've heard a lot about it. I've never read it. Um, but if that's something you want to you check out, you can do that. But again, only if your hormones are balanced will this work for you. Because if you try fasting and you just don't feel great, it's only going to make you feel worse. <clears throat> okay, so as I mentioned earlier, there are ways you can fast for health benefits if you are in your perimenopausal and menopausal years. So I feel, honestly, if you want to fast, I want you to do it because of the health reasons, not to help you lose weight. So if you want to do it because you want to boost your immune system, you want to help your brain function, you want your body to recover better, I love that. But if you want to try fasting because you want to lose weight, I feel like you're going to set yourself up to fail. And I don't want you to be disheartened, disheartened by it and give up and then go the opposite direction. So 
If you want to use it for health benefits, here's how you can do that. You want to choose shorter fasting periods, such as 12 hours. I would say a max at 14. No more than that. You shouldn't have to do And 12 hours is amazing. 12 hours is good. Um, this can help to prevent hormonal imbalances and reduce stress on your body. We already got a lot of stress going on because we're go, go, going all the time. We're doing all the things and we're overwhelmed. You don't want to cause more stress by not eating. Uh, you can do this by choosing fewer fasting days. So maybe do it like two or three times versus every single day um, or every other day. However, it works for you. This can help to maintain your metabolic rate and prevent overeating on your non-fasting days. Or another one would be choose your flexibility in your eating window, such as allowing yourself to have some snacks or beverages during your fasting period instead of being too strict or rigid. If you feel like you need to eat some food, eat some food. Everybody should be have no problem eating, uh, fasting 12 to 14 hours without feeling like you need to eat. And if you do, there may be some other things going on, like maybe some um, blood sugar things that need to be addressed. So 12 to 14 hours you should be able to do. If, if you feel like you're hungry, then you should probably eat. Um, we want to prevent the hunger, the cravings, the binge eating, right? Because otherwise you're not getting those benefits out of any of it. So you can use it as a way for some health benefits, but I also, but also it can cause some hormonal effects. So the main thing you need to do is just pay attention to your body. If you're doing it and you feel good, keep doing it. If not, then maybe it's not working for you. And if you're trying to lose belly fat or weight, you should you should fast overnight within it. This is so let me back up here a second. If you want to use it in a way to help you with your hormones, to help you with getting rid of that belly fat, this is the way that you can be done. So fast overnight, eating within an hour of waking up, and you want to have a nice breakfast full of protein, fiber, healthy fats. Not a ton of carbs, not a lot of sugar. Protein first, fiber, and healthy fats. That's the best way to start your morning and to break it fast. Stop eating two to three hours before you go to bed. This is also going to help with blood sugar issues. Blood sugar issues are what causes weight gain, what causes belly fat. So to stabilize those, cut those down, cut your... Stop eating two to three hours before you go to bed. And like I said in the morning, protein, fiber, and fats. Make sure you're moving enough throughout the day, getting enough sleep, managing stress. These are all lifestyle factors that are going to help to reduce the hormonal symptoms and help you to lose weight versus starving yourself and feeling awful. So I hope that I provided some useful information for, with you with you about fasting. Um, I'm not 100% against it. But it's something that you just have to pay attention to. How is your body reacting to it? And is it actually getting you what you want? If you're, if you're, I'm going to go back just a little bit to just, if you're, if you're fasting and you're like, oh, this is working for me. I'm losing weight, but you feel awful. You're not sleeping. You're irritable. You're moody. Your period's off. It's not sustainable. So we want to find a way to make this sustainable for you, right? Um, if intermittent fasting is not a magic bullet, <laughs> but it's a tool that you can use to improve your health and your well-being without help, without making you fall apart. So I hope I gave you some good information. Hopefully that you can take some of this and use it if you want. If you have any more questions, reach out to me. I'm always here to answer questions. Um, 
If you want to give it a try in the right way that works for your body, you know what? Give it a try, but let me know. Just be mindful of your body. All right. That's it for now. Thank you. I appreciate you so much for listening. Um, and if you found this useful and maybe you know someone who has been talking about trying fasting, um, share this with them. And if they have any questions, have feel, have, have them reach out to me and ask me again. I'm always here to help. All right, ladies, thank you so much and have the best day ever. Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks and Hormones podcast. And if you found this helpful, I would love for you to share it with your friends by sharing it in your stories and tagging me on Instagram at Fit Chicks and Hormones or on Facebook at Angie Marone. And if you have a free minute, a review would be great too. Feel free to message me with any questions either on Facebook or Instagram. I love helping women move through their hormonal years with ease.